Welcome, y'all, to Critical Clicks! Euro Clicks! Am my greatness? There's nothing I can do to save you. Euro Clicks! Give it up for Jaws host, PJ Bolan. And Scott Cram Company Crampton! Hey guys, this is PJ, the Kilted Clicksman Bolan, and here's my partner. Hey, I'm Scott Cram Company Crampton. Welcome to Critical Clicks, an adult podcast for the competitive Hero Clicks player, where we put the hard R rating in Hero Clicks. Uh, and I am here with uh, a person who strategically spent months trying to beat my team. How did Nationals go, PJ? How did it go, buddy? Well, you know, I got in the top 16. You did um, get in the top 16. Congratulations. How did the first round of top 16 go? Uh, you know, it didn't go too bad. Um, I played really? against okay. Nate and um, I lost map. Oh, yeah, I lost map to Nate. You lost <laughs> map to Nate? Okay. All right. So Nate was playing a great, fantastic four build he's been working on for six months. He's a good player. Yeah. How'd you do? Yeah. Uh, and I made a huge play mistake. And cost my Sakarian Iron Man because I'm dumb and I'm bad at hero clicks. Mm. But uh, luckily, I was able to squeak out and win by like five or ten. Wow, that's great! What what a harrowing story! What a harrowing story! And then who did you play second round, buddy? I didn't play second round. I dropped. Uh, no, no, no. That's not what I recall, motherfucker. You played me. <laughs> I believe you played me, a person that you blatantly knew what team I was playing and built against it using wizard, all your fucking technology, all your little 10 shit. Points. Ten points dedicated to Thanos. It's not 10 points dedicated to Thanos. Wizard's on the team, too, and he's a big part of that. Uh, you, you're built to kill Thanos, and you know you're built to kill Thanos. Did you kill Thanos, buddy? Did you kill Marvella? I did, did kill, kill Marvella. Yeah, well, yes, when I, when I started feeling sorry for you. Uh, so I whipped PJ's ass, took him out of Nationals. He did not make the top eight cut because uh, he couldn't score enough points off me, um, which well, is very sad and pathetic. So, PJ, PJ you built, no matter what, you built the theme team, didn't you, buddy? You built the yeah, theme team. Did, did you win map? Uh, most of the time that week, but not but did against you win against me? Yeah. Not against my unthemed team. Hey, PJ, what the fuck won nationals? Was it a themed or non themed team? Uh, a theme team that or a non a base should have been a theme team, but it wasn't. But it wasn't a theme team. It was not a theme team. Isaac did not play a theme team in nationals. Top four had two theme teams, two non theme teams. Um, and the winner was that. And then uh, the let's see, a bunch of non theme teams have actually been winning, despite the fact that they're not much percentage of the field. They're a very low percentage of the field. And yet they keep winning because here's a fun fact. Theme teams lose maps sometimes. And I destroyed your uh, emotional modifier turn one because you're bad at hero clicks. Yep. Because yes. there was uh, so much I could have done to prevent it. Yes. Chose yeah. You could have played a better team, but you didn't. You played your little theme team and didn't work. 
And, and like the salt in the wound is like I couldn't hit your fucking molecule man with a hypersonic. Like yes, you you, you had like five re rolls on it, I did, and because I, did. I had perplexed it up just one, you yep. weren't able to hit it. I will say in this matchup, I have played this matchup a decent amount. People love your scientist build, uh, or they did until I destroyed it. Um, but they kept playing it against me. And the thing that was fucking weird about it is um, I always kill demon armor first every time. That's always what happens. I against Azerith when I played him, I killed demon armor first. Uh, all my testing when you and me played, even I killed demon armor um, in a play test thing that I also won. Uh, but, uh, this time demon armor is like the last dude to be killed, which was really, really weird. It was a yeah, weird he, game. He was alive when I conceded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you basically, yeah, he conceded everybody. He conceded. Well, it was like, uh, very sad, very, very sad times. Um, anyway, that was, uh, that was me ripping on PJ. The thing about nationals is one, it was a lot of fun. Really glad WizKids did it, had a great experience. You have a good time, PJ. I did. Most it of it. Really fun, it was great. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, I know people love me to rip on you because you a fucking bad motherfucker at hero clicks, bitch. Anyway, I'll take it. If it helped if it helped you or the viewers at all when I screamed that it really hurt because I just had surgery. <laughs> no, that did help. That did help. Yes. It was inst insto karma in the rare instant karma. Um kicking your ass lately. <laughs> what's what yeah, it has. It has. <laughs> I took so uh I came in eighth, PJ was ninth. Um which was great because Adam won something cool. Adam M bet on me to place higher than PJ, and he took the smart fucking money on that. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um so anyway, he bet on me to place higher, and I did by one spot, but also a whole ranking. I, I will say they ranked it based only on the one game, and I got my ass kicked by Lucas. Well, kind of. I lost five nothing so i didn't really get my ass kicked i lost just the cloak um, but wasn't great feelings uh but they counted my the entirety of everything i'd done up till that point is i had scored zero points and had zero wins to, so they didn't make it cumulative at all so i ended up placing eighth where i probably could have placed six anyway not a huge deal um but yeah pj wanted uh, PJ wanted this one. They um, they did the cool the draft, right? Uh, what what was the vintage draft? So they had sixteen factory sets all laid out from like classic Batman to Ultron to all this different crazy stuff. Um, P, uh, Isaac one took the Ultron set first, but there's two of each set, and it got all the way down to eighth. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, the Ultron set's still here. And then PJ's like, talk everyone into passing it. <laughs> <laughs> why like did you just convince because i wanted it yeah i was like hey i really want that you should skip it and they're like all right that's fine yeah but you didn't talk to me um, so i had already i had gone over there had isaac open it it had all the id cards i actually didn't play a lot during the ultron thing so it was the one of only two sets there i could have picked that I didn't have much of. The other one would have been the Batman classics, which I mean, if you look at them just physically, the Batman <laughs> classics is like something you could damn near put in your pocket. And the Ultron Infinity one, I had to check 
uh, because it has so many large figures in it. And it's just, it's a hell of a factory set. Uh, so I took that and, uh, I, you know, I felt bad, but like one of my, you know, uh, I did win it, you know, so, and I didn't have like a one that I really wanted other than that. And I have everything for Deadpool anyway. So I took that and then immediately my bag was stolen uh, which WizKids replaced, which I mentioned on another air, which was so touching. Uh, my eighth place prize bag was stolen. And then also I was looking, I looked in my backpack just to randomly see, did I possibly put the bag there? I pulled open my, uh, I had said something shitty to PJ, then pulled open my uh, lunchbox, just pulled it out of the case and it just fell open and every single thing I had in there fell on the floor. Uh, it was all your tokens. Yes, it was so much incredible Instacarma it was i mean it could make you believe in a god it really really could <laughs> it made me feel a lot better just yes, so you know. i'm glad you felt better buddy uh all right so we are going to have a special episode here uh nationals very technically while beautiful in the hindsight doesn't actually matter to anybody because everybody is talking about worlds going to worlds um so let's get into the meta he picked eight winning cocks. It's never been done. You don't know what winning is, Brent. You're a loser. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? All right. So, uh, Devin uh from canada uh one of the great devin from canada he's one of the better players alive uh he came up with this awesome guide to tarot card so shout out to the jsa podcast shout out to devin owens he's great uh we were actually making one of these and just simply realized that his was so much better than the one we were going to make so we are uh going to look at his and um, we're going to talk over what to do with the tarot card things. Um, essentially, here's how we view them. I think that you first have to have an understanding of tarot cards. Then you must build your team. That's what I have right now. I I have not been able to totally build my team. So there's a little self-serving episode because I need to understand these tarot cards better. Uh, now, the question is going to come up with what about the X of Swords? So um, X of Swords, the month one, which hypothetically could be legal, uh, we are leaning to believe will not be. Um, there's a couple of reasons for this. One, it could be late. And if it's late by a couple of days, it will probably not be legal. Two, WizKids has been having a, uh, like in the last three to four years, has been trying really non-exclusionary practices for getting stuff. Basically, if it's not open to the public, they're not making it legal. See Lady Phoenix, for example. <laughs> Uh, who has still not been declared legal because she has not had as many things out. I am positive the Plastic Man things are not going to be legal. Although, I, to be fair, I was also positive that Gen Con wouldn't... <laughs> I was positive Gen Con wouldn't happen at Nationals, or Nationals wouldn't happen at Gen Con. I was wrong about that. So I am wrong from time to time, but we have to pick our battles. So for the sake of this, I truly do believe that month one will probably not be legal. I felt like there is some mild hints laid out by that. And I do have it on some authority um, from rumors that they are going and just logic, to be honest, that they are going to be announcing worlds very, very soon. So obviously we'll go back over and add the tarot cards in if they don't. But for the sake of this, 
we're assuming that X of Swords is essentially the last legal set. And what about um, what about the uh, PJ? What about the, the the thing? Other what's the other thing they fucking released? They're releasing the, um, the box con the that the box set the Hellfire Gala. Oh, that doesn't come out until like December. Wow, they spoiled it all, and it doesn't come out until December. Yeah, yeah, that's set for like November or December or something. That's a weird one for them to spoil everything for for that yeah. far away. And yeah. Wow, I wonder if they're going to still be good. So you don't have those in play either. So X of Swords is what you have, guys, and it's a hell of a thing to have. Uh, it does change the meta, but for right now, let's talk about tarot cards. Um, basically. In concept, tarot cards are going to be played. Uh, PJ, why don't you explain the rules of tarot cards in general? Sure. So um, everyone that is playing them will be building a 5 to 12 card deck. Mm -hmm. Um, You must begin with one of each suit. So uh, what, pentacles, swords, cups, and wands. And then you have to have one major arcana. That's a bare minimum. Then you can go up from there, but of no more than 12, and you still can't have more than two of the main suits and then four major arcana. So if you play a full deck, you'd have two pentacles, two cups, two swords, two wands, and four major arcanas. The, now, to- the total of a tar- the tarot cards av- uh, possible is, I believe, 78. The total that will be available to us in Worlds will be 37, which is a very big difference. Uh, is it 37? Uh, that's what Devin has. I'm going straight oh, off. Oh, yes. uh, you know what? Actually, it's 36 because Devin has the first number one as card name. <laughs> so yeah it's 36 it's, um, it's 31 from the main set and then the 5 from the starter okay uh, um, so we're going to be going over each of these and essentially I think that there's only three uh, there's kind of three different ways to look at this there is works for everybody not really able to be manipulated um, so uh, an example of that are Attack rolls of ones are not critical misses. Um, there's mild ways to manipulate that. Um, attack rolls of doubles that would hit are critical hits. But overall, you're probably not build, building a dice manipulation team for that particular scenario. Although you could argue that dice manipulation is better because of this card. There's but also yeah. not a lot of dice manipulation right now if that I can think of. Uh, not that it's worth playing. Like I... I don't care how good this card is. I'm not playing Adolf Impossible. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Ironically, if Adolf Impossible just simply said within uh, range, he'd probably be much more playable, but it's range line of fire. So it's so hard. Um, but yes, you're probably not doing that. So those fall under just generically fine for everybody. Um, I'm not sure what we want to call that, but I guess probably the right term is passive. Like it's just a passive effect that works for everybody. Then there are effects that you simply strictly build for temperance is a good example of this. Uh, you wouldn't put this card when a standard character successfully breaks away. That character's controller gains one mission point three per turn. If you're playing a mission point team, you would play this. If you're not, you would never play this unless you simply want to not have tarot cards in your deck 
Although you probably wouldn't play this because what if you fucking run into a mission point team and you suddenly give them the win? So um, that would fall under pretty much a uh, build, a strictly build for. Um, then there is um, meta defining. Uh, there is not a lot of that. Uh, the ones offhand are um, uh, two damage. The two damage one, Queen of Cups. Uh, that is a meta definer. If that goes around, that can definitely truly affect some scenarios. Like, PJ, build me a team in which you're killing Thanos when this card is being played. <laughs> right? Um, ironically enough, my scientist team. <laughs> uh, so you can outwit his... Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, you, need, you need six attacks, right? Because he's 11 clicks. Yeah. That's a lot of attacks. That, that, that is, that's a card for Thanos that is incredibly helpful. If I've killed anything of yours, if I have just simply knocked you down to five attacks or something like that, that is very challenging. You, I mean, so yes, you can do that, but like it's challenging, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would make an argument that maybe even an Ace of Cups or something. So those are really the three things. Is this passive? Is this build around? And is this meta defining? Um, so those are three things. Can you think of a different category? So when I did my personal analysis for it, I did it in four pools. Okay. I did things I want that might be too good for my opponent. Right. So like I definitely want it, but my opponent may also. Then That's there were then there was things I want that might not be that big a deal for my opponent. Things I absolutely don't want. And then things that um, I want because they don't do anything <laughs> like like temperance, like we were just talking about. I can see a lot of builds just playing that for a turn of nothing. Uh, yes, unless they happen to run to a mission point team in which they, that kind of fucks them. But yes, I get what you're saying. And it still yeah. might be worth the chance. I think a better one would be the moon when an opposing character uses perplex. Yeah. All you have to do is not, if you don't have perplex on your team, great passive one, right? Yeah. Uh, great pass. I think that overall, personally, you build more for it. So PJ, I just shared with you, I made a copy of what he did so we can kind of write on it or whatever. Uh, so we're going to go down the list right now for you guys. We're going to try to work on it. And then we will talk a little bit about teams. We're going to mention some of Devin's comments again. Big shout out to Devin for this. I didn't know he did this otherwise until like literally right before this podcast when PJ told me. Otherwise, I probably would have reached out to him. But full candor, full transparency. It's 11 a.m. It's 11.30 a.m. And Devin is a person that doesn't have the job freedom that me and PJ seem to have today. Uh, I'm off because I had, you know, surgery and PJ uh, is homeless. So that was two things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, the fool. Characters can't use the effect of equipment. This feels like something you would either build around or not. It's amazing um, if you're not running equipment. Yeah, if you don't have equipment, you're playing this, period. Like, yes. there's no. Um, so this also can be potentially meta defining as well. So, I mean, you're going to. Essentially, you'll play this if you have, uh, you know, basically, if you decide you're not running a lot of equipments, you should play this. This is an incredible card. It's this is one of the few cards that I was like glad they made 
because I think that this needs to be made because equipments are running wild. And I don't know how many swords everybody's going to have on team, but my guess is a minimum of two uh, because I think 100% of people are playing X-Men. I know not really, but like... Or Mad Jim, one of the two. Yeah, so it's just like... The Fool is a great card if you want to stick with figures and not really equipments. Of course, do note that with all tarot cards, it works there. Um, uh, it's great. Uh, it's a great one for Thanos, too, because Thanos can... Uh, this is a Devin comment, but Thanos can essentially survive without equipment. But if your emotional modifier is gone, that makes Thanos a lot more powerful. Um I think Thanos, I know Thanos won't be completely dead, but I, again, I was totally wrong for nationals. I thought there was going to, I thought me, Dan, and maybe two other people. And I played Thanos six times. Um, so uh, there was yeah. Thanos on Thanos on Thanos, although very few qualified. And that should say a lot. Me and Dan were the only Thanos in top eight but it was like 30, 40% of the field. It was so high. It was crazy high percentage of the field. And every time, very few of them got out of the pods. Everybody had an answer for them. And whatever you want to think about me and Dan, we are pretty experienced Thanos players. So we did make top eight, but maybe we win if we play something different. So I just want to put that out there. I know Dan's still going to probably be on Thanos, uh, largely because it's his favorite figure as well. Like just as a character, he has an affinity for Thanos. And I love that. Um, I'm off. Uh, I'm going to be uh, 90% off unless somehow these tarot cards and everything work together that makes me feel otherwise. But right now I am going to be off Thanos. I do not think he's the right play anymore. If ever, like, I can't have blades is one of the worst things against Thanos, just the concept of blades. Because if they roll a six once, th- everything just changes. Suddenly uh-huh. you're like, oh shit, you can just kill me this turn. Um, because one little shitty character rolls blades, a good, uh, good blades once. And now it's like, will Flash have blades? <laughs> you know, like it's. Well, and they have like the, the blades that the special blades now because of the swords you have the one that roll low you don't have a defense power for the turn which i also don't love thanos matchup against jubilee in particular i think jubilee is very effective against thanos and um yeah i i i predict jubilee will be a top five most popular character i think the number one map will be that jubilee map um or one of the two i guess so yeah i just want to say back when we did the set review for house of x i said that jubilee was meta defining and you told me i was wrong Hmm. you know to be fair swap teams have come around so yes jubilee is is amazing uh if i said that which obviously i probably didn't um all right so the fool is a meta defining card so if you get that at the right time it could definitely lean you but do note that the fool is basically a defensive card most of the time and really only an offensive card against emotional modifier because there are very very few very few um uh, equipments that are doing a lot of defense or maybe I'm, yeah. uh, that our people play you know, because like there's like the carnage symbiote that nobody's playing. Yeah, there's this there's the shields which are bumping some people up here and there, but that's not generally like doing it for you, I guess. Um, all right, strength. Attack rolls of ones are not critical misses. Attack rolls of doubles that would hit are critical hits. So um 
this is a fun passive one to me because if you're playing something, uh, but not, you wouldn't play it if you had a lot of super senses. To me, this is, I will fuck you up from super senses. That's what I read this as. I'm worried about super senses and I'm going to play this. I, I am never going to play this card. I think it's unlikely that I'm playing this card, but I like it because if, if I, if I have no super senses, I will consider playing this. But just the chance plus to damage is rare sort of enhancement and empower, right? And that requires positioning. So giving your opponent ways to increase their damage just for rolling dice is not something I even want to dabble with. I like to me, this card can never get played. Like if my opponent flips this card, I'm fucking stoked. Even if I'm on all super senses. Uh, but he could hit you when he flips it, he gets to attack first. Sure. Sure. I mean, I'm going to have to deal with their card regardless on the turn. They flip it. Yeah. But like, this isn't something that's scaring you. It's it's a passive thing that you're playing. If you want a passive card, and you feel like it's not going to hurt you too much. Like if I'm worried if super super senses is, is getting some pushes in this set and uh, especially with the cards that are adding plus one. So a critical hit goes around super senses. I like that. If I have the right team, I'm playing it, but more likely as a passive thing, it's not meta defining. It's nothing like that. I think, I think we're pretty close to agreeing. Like I, I get what you're saying that it adds more damage to attacks, um, you seem to prefer less damage from your opponent. Uh, and I'm thinking of it more and more damage from me. And then my opponent goes, but it is also fucking random as random can be. Yeah. You might flip at the turn. You're on two tokens and your opponent just cleared. And you're just like, fuck, I wish I didn't have this card. Yep. <laughs> or you might flip it when, uh, you might flip it and roll a bunch of hits. No, no doubles. And your opponent can roll 10 doubles. Like it's random as random as passive. I think that's what this falls under. It's passive. It's not meta. It's not build around. It's passive. Um, temperance is a mission point thing. If you're playing a mission point team, play temperance. If you're not, I wouldn't play temperance. The moon is as close to ordinary day as you have, <laughs> because simply if you, you don't, you control it hundred percent when opposing character uses, Oh, sorry. I should have read temperance. I did before one mission point for rolling breakaway. The moon one perplex. Uh, if you if your opposing character uses perplex, gain a mission point. So if you don't have perplex, play that, and you want something that truly does nothing, the moon is for you. Agreed. Even if you have perplex, I would still play it because, like, well, if they are, yeah. then okay, I won't use my three perplexes this turn. But if they're not, which most people won't be, it just doesn't do anything. I I suspect a high amount of aggro um so mission points feel very challenging for me right now i'm having a hard time finding teams that defend well enough because you know who really gets around jubilee goddamn nothing like <laughs> she removes <laughs> everything she sees over everything i don't know exactly how you hide from jubilee and then in just in the off chance that you were thinking like well maybe she doesn't have the range I mean, she can, if she somehow doesn't, which she almost always does, uh, but if she somehow fucking doesn't have that range, man, 
she'll fucking get it because now they made peepers and she can carry peepers and add plus one range plus two speed that's getting her there on top of everything else so like i don't know i just i just think that she's like her and peepers are good friends in my humble opinion i'm sure there's other cool things for her to carry but like if she's worried about that but you also have venom magneto which is great so many things to get her there she'll get there also just like carry deadpool so that she's can't be shot from outside of four i love that too that's a great idea uh and unless you're playing another one which by the way if i play non-theme i will tell you a straight thing that i'm playing 100 percent. this is a guarantee i will be playing a non i will be playing something that allows me to swap into my own jubilee Right, because that is the best defense. I mean, that fifty Jubilee should not be fifty points. Everybody knows that. Uh, The reason she's fifty points is because she has a crazy trait that you. She's only good if you have her on one map. Um, But now, then they made swap, so there's really no risk, (laughs) you know. And if you get on that, if they put you on that map, cool. I have my own Jubilee. And that makes me happy. You know, she she costs like a good second or third string attacker, but she's clearly good enough to be a first string attacker. Um, and she's kind of hard to kill. I mean, you got to do six. Uh, you got to get through shape change, invincible and mystics. That's from range. She's great. All right. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. When a character attacks, that character's gain- controller gains one mission point for each time the attack roll is re-rolled by an opposing f- effect. Um, that, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're playing mission points, this is phenomenal and one of the best cards because you're going to probably, <laughs> like, they're going to give you something. They're not going to let you hit. They're going to give you mission points. Um, they're getting close. They, if they keep pushing mission points, they'll get there and then everybody will be real unhappy. Um, so uh, again, as long as mission points isn't winning immediately, mm-hmm. then I don't think anybody will be too mad. If they're winning on like turn five and turn six, I mean, it's like a, a natural game end anyway. I, I, I played like three games that had a turn five and turn six. So yeah. Um, in turns. You and me. Yeah, we did. We had like, I mean, one thing about playing PJ that's very true is PJ is so rehearsed that, I mean, yeah, your turns are super fast. Um, You'll even try hard to make an opponent's turn fast by being like, you can do this or this, that kind of thing, which is very clever uh, as a good way to win games because, uh, you know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can confuse the opponent uh, into doing something stupid. Um, I think I did do some. Yeah, I think I did do something fairly stupid because I was really trying honestly to hurry up for you because I didn't want in truth, I'm not trying to push you out, uh, you know, in, in honesty, you know, uh, you're a good friend of mine. And while we talk a lot of shit, I wasn't like gleeful about you not getting enough points to get in. Um, so I wasn't trying, but then I started playing really stupid uh, and I'm like, oh, God, he could win. I got to not do this. So I had to anyway. <laughs> Uh, High Priestess, once per turn, each player may re-roll a single D6 in a friendly character's roll, including a D6 in an attack roll. Um, This is, yeah. Uh, So again, this is only, um, so each player may roll a D6 in a friendly character's attack roll. A friendly character role. So um, this is a card only for offense is what I'm seeing. 
Uh, no, because it lets you re-roll your shape change and super senses. Once per turn, each player may re-roll a d6 in a friendly character's roll. Okay, I apologize. It's yeah. offense on your turn, defense on their turn. So they roll, but you just attack. Lets- they're not rollout characters or make sure you have yes. a rollout. Yes. Uh, so this, this to me is hard. I don't think this is a card you can build around for the most part. I think this is a card that if you have some super senses and stuff and you're going that route, this is a fairly good card, but you can't chance if your opponent has super senses and you're almost guaranteeing them to hit. Cause when you can re-roll a friendly attack uh, with one die, you hit that so often it's crazy, right? Yep. And that has to happen after initial prob or no, is that just die replacement? This is, This would be during prob timing. Okay, so if you rolled a three, uh, if you rolled a five and a one, and you need a seven. You could you could re-roll that one, and then I could re-roll you if you hit. Correct. Okay. Hey, not um, a single roll. Like you would have to do an actual prob. From a design standpoint, for reference, I don't like this card. Um, people aren't happy about hitting super senses. I don't think you needed this card. To me, this is a you can't build around um fair somewhat passive card um it's not a card that i'm not considering playing uh but it's fairly passive does that make sense it's not meta defining i can't break it in my opinion that's exactly why i think it's really good um i yeah i yeah i hear you i mean on one hand it helps you hit which is good for the game on the other hand it helps you roll super senses which is bad for yeah. the game. It, it's good enough like yes this it's is a good i would good enough but passive so just as a thing only so far we're seven cards deep and only the fool has been something you would build around like that's meta defining yeah um, thanos has to play that card though has to play hybrid yes has to play what does he have to play hypercrisis because it, it'll let you re-roll your gems Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a very big one. It will also let you re-roll an Unis roll, which is uh, a hard thing to re-roll. Uh, that's the only way to re-roll it is this card, I believe, or um, characters that you're not playing. Uh, well, I can never remember her name. She starts with an S and she's 150 points. Um, when a character attacks, uh, the devil, when a character attacks after resolution, deal one penetrating damage for each six in their finalized attack roll. Um, this again, it, this is a card that is absolutely passive. Uh, this does nothing, very little for anybody. You know, it's uh, just okay. <laughs> you know, I, I think this is an autoplay for teams that are attacking with invincible or reduces pen characters. Okay. Okay. That's a very good counter. Yes, you're right. If you, if you're looking for something kind of passive, doesn't give your opponent much of anything. Um, and you have your main two attackers are invincible. So maybe you're playing, um, mimic prime and Jubilee, for example, um, that might be worth playing the devil, uh, because it's not affecting you and it will affect your opponent. So that's kind of neat. Good point. PJ. Um, Ace of Pentacles. When a character uses Flurry and misses one or both attacks, after resolutions, they may make a close attack. This is meta-defining to me. Um, this is something you would build around. 
Uh, I keep going back and forth on it. It is essentially just prob. Yes, it is essentially just prob because you have to miss one in order to do it. So uh, if I am playing, I mean, I'm 100% playing this if I am playing Sky Tyrant. The only problem with playing it with Tyrant, right? You charge in and you hit and then miss one. Now you have to stay there to then make the free attack. You can't choose to move away. <laughs> All right, my bad. Uh, no, uh, these cards I'm, I haven't considered too much. Uh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Oh, because they're both after resolutions effect, so you can choose to do the free attack first. Okay, well, good, fuck you for being wrong and making me yeah. feel stupid for a minute. Uh, because I've been looking at this with Sky Tyrant, and I was like, yeah, that's great. All right, so when a character uses... So, yeah, I'd play this if you're playing Sky Tyrant. I... I'm actually going to change my stance. Uh, I don't often do this, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to say this isn't as good. I kept thinking you'd get three attacks, but in reality, you're right. It's just prob. Um, so you'll put, you'll play it if it makes sense to you. It's fairly passive. It's not meta-defying. You're not building around it. You're playing it if it makes sense to you because it gives you a re-roll that can't. Yeah, it's just good enough. Yeah, it's good enough. Five of Pentacles. When a character uses charge, they modify their speed plus two. Um, obviously really good for flash, uh, flash has options to do this. Um, and that's one of Devin's comments, uh, sky tyrant. Uh, there's a lot of charge right now. Um, and interestingly enough, like if you're charging, you're probably getting close to them. The problem with this is it's so untimely. Like if you get it in the first clip, first turn or two, if you get it turn one, it's pointless. Get it turn two, it's great. Get it turn th- three, it might be good. But you get it turn four, who cares? So I'm probably passing on this card because the timing of it is not great. Unless I feel like I have a tarot, I'm playing tarot and that kind of thing. A large portion of this whole episode is for me to decide, am I playing tarot or not? Um, all right. When a character uses mind controls, uh, mind control after resolution, they may deal their printed damage value divided between all hit targets. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. That is a very, 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 very good card for Thanos. It's even better for Exodus. Oh, my God. So he can do it twice? Yeah. <laughs> You're just, I think it's a printed four. See a printed four? Yeah, this is 100% a build around card. Like, um, do I think it's meta defining? No, I I think you'll see this one a lot. Um, Devin mentions, um, you know, Thanos, of course, but a scarab and puppet master. Uh, Scarab will be a lot better. Like, I know some people, people feel different ways about Scarab. Uh, I know Isaac, for example, he told me, I hate Scarab. I think he's really dumb. He's the easiest 50 points in hero hooks to kill. And you're dealing one damage and turns don't go like there's not enough turns for Scarab to be effective. Uh, I like personally Scarab because it forces your opponent to come to you. Um, You know, you have no other choice. The question is, is your opponent coming to you anyway? And if that's the case, then Scarab doesn't really do anything. But if you're, there is no more, when Scarab came out, you could be like, oh, I'm not going to play an equipment because of Scarab. Or you could say, I'm not doing this because of Scarab, blah, blah. But in reality, now, you know, everybody has, you're just going to equip your characters and let Scarab run wild is really what you're doing. 
thing. Um, so, you know, him doing the mind control, then also getting his one damage isn't bad. Um, uh, or does that go past his printed damage? Uh, like, how does that affect interact? Let me, let me read Scarab to be before I answer. Um, when Scarab attacks this way. So he would get to deal the two. Or the three. I mean, it's not insane. You could play him at 75, sure. Yeah, I probably not, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it would be... Um, uh, no, you can't do the mind control with Commissioner. I was trying to think of doing it twice, but yeah. Right. All right. Um, so I like it. Very good card. Uh, if you're playing mind control, this is meta defining for you. It makes mind control a significant amount better. I will say that Puppet Master has one damage. <laughs> so that's not ideal. I'm trying to think of any good mind control pieces. That's the only one. You can running shot mind control somebody and they take eight damage. <laughs> I'm thanking Mila right now because she got me Chipotle. <laughs> She's like, don't put me on air. Um, you can right. actually do 11 damage with Exodus's mind control. Jesus Christ. Plus, 11 damage plus, does not count as stop clicks. Wow. Right. So Exodus, Exodus Tarot is not an insane combo. Uh, agreed. Yeah, that is, I, again, I think the world of Tarot, I don't know if she's worth playing yet. That's the only decision I'm making. I think Tarot, Tarot plus Saturnine is meta, like, is everything I'd ever want. I'm going to spend just two seconds looking through characters with mind control. Uh, Merlin has it? Oh, but not yeah. like you're playing Merlin on. Uh, Wanda yeah. Maximoff has it, the 45.1. Uh, she's actually a playable piece. Um, has it. Demon Armor has it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. On back of his dial. Yeah. I don't. We I've talked about Psycho Man. I, I haven't liked him before, but Psycho Man couldn't be playable with this, could he? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, Artie only hits for one, or no, Artie hits for zero. Holy shit, I know that. Oh, Artie. <laughs> you can do it, um, buddy. Yeah, I, I've always thought Psycho Man would be great because, again, he makes, you know, uh, eight, square, eight squares of fucking uh, Battle Fury. So he's hard to attack, but uh, he's hard to, you know, anything but charge, obviously. Um yeah. But there always seems like a way around him and you can't make him do anything else. Like you can't uh, you just can't make him do anything else. He's hard to play because he has eight things. Fucking battle fury. So your team's kind of fucked. There's the uh, the Emma Frost that can like pick improved targeting to use. OK, it has mind control with like a printed four if you play it at full. OK, um, where is that? He's in Rise and Fall. Rise and fall. Okay. Uh, yep. There she is. So Emma Frost, 125, no move and attack. She has the rally, which allows her to shoot. Yeah. And it would be penetrating, right? Because it's a range. Yes. Those are printed damage. So four printed damage, triple target, uh, mind control. That's, 
that's a character. I mean, I'm not saying you're definitely playing it. I'm noticing a lot of the characters. I'm like, oh, cool. Demon armor has the last two clicks or um, the very underrated super scroll, which has gotten better because of tarot by a sizable margin. He also has mind control, but on his second clicks. Um, oh, Exodus isn't playable, dude. Or no, wrong Exodus. My bad. Um, yeah. All right. Um, the Chase Doctor Strange is okay. Uh, yeah. He does three it's damage with it. It's it's low damage, but like he's a decent mind control piece. He's just a lot of points. What's the uh? Isn't there? There's a character that I love uh, that I keep almost wanting to play. He's uh he has a. Oh god, I'll just find him. I go in Archie Death. This is riveting for everybody at home while I try to find him. Uh he's a got Shadow King, I think. Oh yeah, Shadow King's good. I also like Sylvie. Sylvie? Okay. Sylvie, I played Sylvie. Um, and I was like, wow, this figure is pretty great. Um but it just it's probably not great enough, but man, it has a lot going for it. It really does. Um, so Shadow King uh, would deal two and would deal at penetrating for 40 points. He uses mind control and we use it in hit deal, heal him one click and give each at char- hit character a servant token. Um, or if you want to play him in a hundred, uh, you probably don't. <laughs> he just goes up to three and 11, but triple target eight uh, ignores hindering. Uh, his mastermind allows non-attacking poison characters a servant token within range within range not line of fire to become the target so he's very hard but the big thing is you just out with that power and then you kill him in the obvious thing to do is play the Thor and Loki legacy card mm. and mind control somebody for five okay Okay. So we've gone down the rabbit hole a lot for this card. It's a very, very good card. I don't know if there's enough characters around right now to build around it. It's basically to me, just an auto include for Thanos or Scarab, which is exactly Devin's comments Um, or Exodus Uh, like Exodus swap out could very much do it. Um, Saturnine uh, from, you know, that's not going to be available for worlds. Most likely that's probably a little bit better. All right, so characters can't. Yeah. One last note on it: why I think it's so good with Exodus. If you hit Sicarian Iron Man, he just dies. Yeah, that's true. You hit him with a mind control, you get to go punch something of theirs for four, and then he takes eight and dies. How much is Exodus? I gotta look at him again. Ninety-five. What is he? One eighty-five. Ninety-five. Ninety-five is much better. <laughs> much much better. Uh, he has a seven range, single target, nine attack. Um, is there anything to equip him with? Energy shield once per turn. When a friendly character is healed or turned to their starting click, heal him one. Mind control. Yeah. Um, he's been a long time a Blackheart killer. A um, he kills a lot of things that you know he shouldn't. Right. Downside is the one uh, one target is pretty bad. Yeah, and there's no way to increase that right now. No, I can't think of anything that gives him an extra target. So. If I'm equipping him, it's probably just cloak, like just to give him sidestep. Like, yeah, nothing that I can see that would really help. But that is a very fascinating thing to think about: is the four than four? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, 
He might, honestly, he might be swap out, swappable uh, if you can get that hundred in. All right. Um, all right. Pl- characters. Uh, so plasticity, uh, seven of pentacles. Characters can't use improved movement abilities. Characters that can use plasticity have free move at half speed. Um, free move. At, so this is very good. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing is it makes the cloak insane. <laughs> Yep. Um th- so here's one uh Rocket Raccoon. Wow, oh, yeah. Rocket Raccoon fuck pe- motherfuckers up. Like what do you do? What the fuck do you do? You don't have improved movement. So how are you getting in? Right. I don't I honestly don't have a good answer for that. I just feel like you're not. Uh, keeping people at bay is a very big deal right now. I forget if Rocket is within his range or um, I don't know. Four, the one who's played it. It's four within four squares in line of fire. So yeah. they're not getting in. Like and that's a very, very hard thing to do. I don't know how you would you have to like I don't know how you'd walk somebody up to him. Uh, I mean, you can't phase, you can't do anything. Uh, I think that there is a new kind of meta that is going to be a little bit about like, you can't come next to me. You can't charge. And it's led by things like rocket and Unis and uh, then comboed with things like Bishop and Deadpool, where it's like, you have to shoot me, but then you can't come close to me and you can't shoot me within four uh, unless you're within four. And then that makes it so you're either playing Jubilee or Molecule Man. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of crazy. Yeah. Jubilee, for what it's worth, has to kind of walk up to you because she can't do her free action in the middle of a charge or in the middle of a running shot. So she either got to really commit to some TK, TK um, sidestepping action, or you got to walk her up there to get rid of it and then hit with somebody else. Either way, it is annoying and it's very, it's hard to deal with. Um, but taking away people's improved anything is, I mean, what's lockjaw? <laughs> Not phasing. Yeah, uh, he can't get he can't get to rocket. Uh, I think he. I think this is one of the best cards. Um, it is going to be played probably at a top one or two. Uh, I don't know if you would think that or not, but like, I mean, who, how many people play the cloak, right? If you're playing the cloak, you're probably playing this, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of. So I, I'm not playing it on X Men with Iceman because it's counterproductive to what you're doing with him. That's but right. otherwise, sure. Um, like a big thing that this does is like, so like against Thanos, he can't phase away. Like that's a big deal when they can't use improved movement characters and get out. Yeah, he can still free phase. You just can't phase away. Well, he can. You can just roll for breakaway. And you need a six. Did I misread this card? No, well, you, something has plasticity there. <laughs> oh, this is a good point. Yes, you're probably locking him down with plasticity. You yeah. know what? This is? Think about how God. Think about how good fucking. Uh, obviously, it hurts Flash, which is good too, right? I mean, for if you're not playing Flash, flight gets worse because of this. What's that? Everything with flight gets worse because of this. Yeah, I agree. I think that actually this is a thing I would play in Sakarian 
because the free move half your speed is worth it. Uh, so you'd probably just switch to like a hypersonic speed that is, you know, um, I'm half as half your speed. It's not even half your printed speed, is it? So you can yeah. flex it up. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I love that. I have three in yellow so far. Uh, out of 12, we're going to bust through these a little bit faster from here on out. Uh, PJ, why don't you read, honestly, the next three? Because I'm probably going to agree with you. Okay, so the eight is when a character uses knockback, they can knock back a character six instead of three. If they can use force blast, they choose the direction. Not good. If uh, leg- or if Danger Room Magneto was still a thing, we might be having a different discussion, but there's not a good enough figure with force blast. I'm never playing this. This would be, in my opinion, the dead card that you would pick in this speed slot. If you wanted something that did nothing, it would be this. Um, the next one is the nine. This one's actually really good in general. It just gives you the Canadian sidestep. So you get the three squares instead of two. This is absolutely amazing. Uh, this one will see a ton of play. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, this is the one I'm currently testing with on X-Men. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious why it's good because it also doesn't benefit your opponent crazy amounts. It's just an extra square sidestep. Um, the 10 of pentacles is when a character uses hypersonic and hits during the action after resolution to remove an action token from them. It's fine. Uh, this is another one that like if you're on Sakari and Iron Man, it's okay. Like, if you want to do that turn two, pick hypersonic and zap something and then keep the token off. Seems fine. But, I don't know. Nothing to write home about. Um, next one, Page of Swords. When the character uses steel energy, they heal two instead of one. Not a whole lot of useful steel energy. Um, you want stuff that can heal from range, so another one that jumps out for Thanos, unfortunately. Um, then, I mean, you could pick it with Sakari and Iron Man and get the charge steel energy heal for two or flurry steel energy heal for four. Um, that's obviously good. Um, Knight of Swords is going to be a default option for a lot of people. Um, when a character uses TK after resolution to remove an action token from them. So this is great on Venom Magneto. Um, you can free TK to remove the token that he has. Like he should never have a token once this card flips because you could double TK and just remove two tokens. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first off, I gave you in charge for like two minutes and you started yawning, you son of a bitch. We're trying yeah. to get people. Fucking tired, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything. I think that I, I don't think any of this stuff I'm going is all this stuff is fine. None of this is game defining. I'm not like building around. It's not meta defining. Um, I also don't think what's that? The force blast one is shit, but the next ones are all like okay. They're all okay. Like okay is okay. Hey, they're they're border. They're not passive, but they're built around. They're okay. You know, nobody's like you're not going to be like, what happened to you? I got so fucked up. He was able to remove an action token from hypersonic speed, <laughs> or <laughs> oh, I got fucked. His sidestep was three. Um, <laughs> so yeah, 
I'm, uh, none of these, I mean, you'll play these to help you, but they won't help your opponent all as they'll help your opponent as much as they could help you probably a little less. So, you know, these, these are all in that weird safe zone. Uh, queen is, uh, so I agree with you. Obviously, Venom Magneto is ridiculous with this card. He'll never have an action for the rest of his life. Um, Queen of Swords, when a character attacks, it rolls a 10 or 11 on crit hits. I would, again, play this on a thing if I'm worried about super senses. That's really what it is. I don't mind it. I'm more, I'm more thinking about me in this card than I'm thinking about my opponent on this card. I know that I can deal, they can give me extra free damage, but whatever i i feel like i have just as much of a chance to do that and i have a better chance to not miss them but i wouldn't play this so i'm playing a bunch of characters with super senses because it could fuck yeah. um all right when a king of swords um begin puts that in passive when a character hits with attack roll doubles after resolutions remove an action token for him talk about just like the randomest shit ever i'm actually using this card right now okay um to me, the swords cards are kind of the weakest. Yeah. Like, there's one that really scream at me as a must play. Mm-hmm. So I have to play something. And, like, again, I'm testing X-Men. And a big problem is, like, Mimic or Iceman staying token, but I don't want them to. So having, like, little piddly ways to maybe remove an action token is welcome. And I don't really give a shit if they can. Um, so sure. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's fair. I mean, you have tempo in this scenario. Uh, you're removing action tokens first. I think that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, again, pretty passive to me. When it carries you a super strength, given an action token, this is so remote. Uh, given an action after resolutions, they may generate a standard object for them to immediately hold. It sucks yeah. as after resolutions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's not even good for that. Uh, when a character is in, incapacitate after resolutions, they may deal their printed damage value divided between all hit targets. Um, this is good with some people. I'm going to read his. Immediately think of Wonder Woman with Lasso for this. Uh, Lasso just in general is obviously great with this. Um, yeah, Devin's mentioning that. Devin mentioned Mad Jim Jaspers. Those are both good things to get the Lasso. Um, it's great. For this particular thing, I'd put that as meta-defining, something that you could build around. Yeah, like focus Wonder Woman could lasso twice for printed damage. Yes, that's decent. That's very, very decent. Um, And dividing between all hit targets means you divide it how you wish, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. All right, this is the one I'm likely to play. Uh, when a character uses precision strike uh, that can use precision strike makes an attack after attacks can't uh, that attack can't be evaded and damage taken from the attack can't be reduced below two or one. I think if you are playing a character that can pick powers, you are motherfucking playing this. Uh, that's my opinion. This is a tier one card, one of the best cards in hero clicks. Uh, the fact that it just can't be evaded is really impressive because there's a lot of ways to evade attacks now that like might, say there might be like other ways you know like for example um this is a great card against uh apocalypse right the uh uh, the grand prize apocalypse because he's like you evade the attack if they if you have blaze and they roll a higher thing blah 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 well you can't you just can't even do that 
because it can't be evaded for any reason. So right. I, I think it's great. Amazing with pulse wave on top of that. Um, just there's a lot of times where for some reason you have to pick precision strike and um, pulse wave because they have stop clicks. This is even better for that because then you're not really choosing. Uh, you're, it's a two tar- it's a two damage pulse wave to everybody, right? No, it's not. No. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work like that. Fuck. No, because you you aren't dealing to. It's just if you were dealing to, it couldn't be reduced. Oh, uh, I thought it bumped it up. Okay, well, it's still great, and I love it. And mm-hmm. I love things that can get around super senses for an attack. Because super senses is game changing. The difference between your flash being alive or dead is game changing. And okay. getting this uh, at the right time is really everything. Um, characters that can use regeneration and use it is free. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, there's just nothing in the set right now that really makes sense for this, in my opinion. Well, awesome. Most characters that can regen already do it as free. <laughs> it does seem like that. Um, um, maybe, yeah. maybe this is good with Franklin Richards. Yeah. Uh, sure. That's a, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he could call it and regen is free um, and then regen for real um and then actually you know be up i guess but a lot of times they don't you don't do that with fantastic four um maybe maybe it might be worth it might balance the call, calling nate, nate white picked regen against me like three times wow okay rolled a, rolled a three every time so that evened it out or rolled a three on regen or rolled a three for damage oh, on both. So basically, <laughs> he only threes. He did nothing three but times. Let it, let it, but it let him have invincible shape change on top of it. Yeah, I guess if you're having an invincible shape change. All right. When a character uses invul and reduced damage by three instead of two, uh, this is like exclusively for Thanos. I can't think of another. Uh, there's also the other two new characters from X Swords you're never playing that have the same Thanos power within Voln. That's it. I mean, there, you keep this card in mind, but you're never playing it. Uh, it is meta defining, though, for Thanos because that is amazing for Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have a way around his ability, that is damn near skip a turn if you were trying to kill Thanos. Yep. Because you're, I mean, your scientist team cannot deal with that. No. Yeah. Um, Queen of Cups characters take a maximum of two damage from attacks. Um, that is also fantastic. Um, I think that, you know, it gets a lot of people that obviously, you know, flashes aren't happier, but it gets a lot of people to waste extra attacks. Think like a Marvella <laughs> you know, or something like that. You're like, cool, kill your Marvella real easy. I'm like, no, you'll have to double tapper because of Queen of Cups out. Uh, I like Queen of Cups quite a bit but I like it a lot more with tarot. I think queen of cups is one of the more compelling reasons to have tarot in your deck because it's either going to be devastating for you or it's going to be amazing for you. And it depends on when the, when you pull it, right? If you pull it during your alpha strike, you got to figure shit out. Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe you have a team built for like sky tyrant or some shit, but that's brutal. Uh, well, that can be brutal on your alpha strike. It's good for X Men for like Jubilee and stuff because you can just split and hit two people for two. That's fair. Anything with multi-target, anything, anything that's attacking with energy, <laughs> like they love this card. Yeah, so, 
Yeah. Um, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, this card will see a lot of play. Ace of cups is also to me, a meta defining thing you would play on any super sense team. I think you would just go with it. Uh, if yep. you, I, I think the rule for me would be like three because three is probably more super senses than you have, than another team would have. Does that make sense? That's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Energy shield deflection plus one. Sure. I mean, the mitt is a lot better, I guess, but I can't imagine yeah. wasting a spot on this. Is my this, well, this is another one where it's like you don't want to lock yourself to two damage. You don't want to increase super senses rolls, but you have the mitt. Okay, sure. I'll play this just to have it. I don't know that it's I. Need. A, it's a passive pass card. Yeah. Um, when a character uses a mastermind, they use cho- may choose a friendly character six squares away. You skipped one. Oh, I did. Sorry. Uh, oh, I meant to actually. When a character uses barrier, the markers don't need to be generated adjacent to each other. Um, I would never play this. I, I've not had much mm-hmm. of a problem, and you need barrier generating next to each other for the most part. That's when barrier is good. Exactly like one map, like on negative zone, you can like use it to plug up the holes. Yeah, that's but, no. This yeah. is this is way too specific. This is the most specific card to me. Like it's good for like a couple characters in the rarest of circumstances. Um, I literally think other things are better. Um, all right. When a character uses mastermind, they choose a friendly character within six squares instead of adjacent. Uh, I think that this could be gigantic for certain play for, for certain play people. Um, and it's not within the line of fire, is it? No. Um, basically, you know, mastermind is able to get around because you have, you know, the targets and you have, you you know, I'll target this kind of thing. But I mean, if you can mastermind, does this work in combination? No, this doesn't work. And does Blackheart have the mastermind or do the, he has it himself. And then technically when they're a J does it, I, I need to read what are what are those guys do? Do they give it to somebody adjacent? Yeah. So they don't work with this because right. Same thing as lockjaw. Yeah. It it won't give it doesn't help lockjaw at all either. Okay. So if you're playing a mastermind character, this is essentially a must play in my opinion. I like it with Emperor Gladiator. That's a great one. Um the Emperor Gladiator is essentially this is a pass turn uh attacking Emperor Gladiator. I mean you might attack him to have him deal damage to somebody else, but actually you wouldn't because he probably has high defense. But you're not killing Emperor Gladiator this turn. This is a and that's a big deal. For the right team, this card is a game winner. Because if you get this on their alpha strike, you're suddenly pressing it to somebody that you they didn't want to attack in the first place and it won't matter and your their character is alive and there's i other than pulse wave or obviously outwitting mastermind like this is really hard to deal with agreed yeah agreed first time outwit is used i mean use two powers instead of one on the same target i'm never playing this card I'm playing this card if I have a power cosmic team and they have <laughs> if I have a power cosmic team that has them outwit. The end. Yeah. So, to me, it's passive. I'm not excited about this. Um, I will note that a lot of these cards are good with Thanos. Uh, when characters use leadership and increase the role by one, uh, you'll play this a lot as kind of a fun passive card. Well, it's, it's fantastic for like Blackheart and anything that triggers on leaderships. Yes, there's so many things that trigger on leadership, a crazy amount in this game right now. And there is no way 
to really up your, I'm, I think there is, but there's no character that you commonly play that can up your leadership. Right. I can't think of one that's like making my team. That's also increasing my leadership roles. Can you? Uh, no. All right. Queen of wands. We're almost done. Queen of wands. When a character yeah. rolls for an effect using a single D six, increase the result roll by one. Rolls for that's bait. That can be leadership, right? Uh, I also want to point out um, if you roll for gems and roll a six, you would get four gems. <laughs> Not that you really ever need that, but you can. Um, this is a dangerous card. This is a card you play with tarot because if I'm playing, uh, let's say against, oh, you know what? I'll give credit to Devin here. Um, Devin mentions Miles Miles West. I was about to say something like that. Uh, if you were playing against Miles Miles West, for example, and you happen to pull this card, you fuck. <laughs> that you is, ha- you have an outlet for the. Yeah. yeah, you have to outwit at that point in time. You cannot chance that role. Uh, but there's a hundred other reasons that this could be amazing. Unfortunately, it works against Eunice, which I was really hoping it would work for. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it doesn't work with Eunice. Um, I for but I foresee this being played a lot. Yep. Like I want to play this on Jubilee. I want to play this on that. But I, for, but the real answer to me is I, I will play this card. Like I will play the queen of wands with tarot because if I can time it and I have a, a control over it, it's great, but motherfuck, this could, this is a card that could actually, even if you feel like you haven't, even if you're playing miles, miles West, this could ruin your game. Agreed. Yeah. This could absolutely yeah. fuck you uh, because you're playing Miles Miles West versus Miles Miles West. That is a nightmare scenario. So I would not play this unless you were playing Tarot. I think it is way too dangerous. Um, when this character, King of Wands, when this character damages an opponent uh, with an attack after resolutions, remove an action token from them. I love this card. Um, cool. It's uh, very What's that? Very anti-mind control. Yes, true. Um, and it's also another like slot where if you're not looking for an actual effect, it's always okay to remove tokens. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that this goat will go in my Saturnine side pool <laughs> against mind control. That's my I love yeah, I personally love this for legacy Iceman because he can attack three times a turn. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Oh my so, god! Does this remove two t- action tokens off of Sky Tyrant? Then. Yeah. Sure. All right. So f- this is flurry too. I-, I put this in as a yellow, and uh, it's not one or more characters. Um, it's so if you quake and hit three people, you would clear three tokens from yourself. I mean, obviously you don't have three, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It works with energy explosion to fully clear. Yeah, I think this is a card you would consider playing, especially uh, if you have a very aggro deck that's like an aggro team that's likely to go first. I think this would be a good one. I I, I just think it's good. I, I think you're I think you're playing a lot more. I just realized the double action token thing. So now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, 
I mean, Flash loves it. Um, <laughs> ton of ton of characters love it. I mean, they're also not getting action. But if you feel like you're you have the most aggressive team, I would play this. If you have a passive team, it also might make this card also might make it harder to have a passive team. Just straight up, like one turn of this card changes the entire dynamics of a game. Yeah, when this team is, or this card is great for teams that only have one or two pieces that are capable of attacking well. Yeah, Gladiator, for example, is a great one to be able to remove that. Um, Sakarian Iron Man, you'd love him to remove that and maybe even remove two. Um, yeah, say so after resolution, so you put the token on him first, then you can remove it. And then if you already had one, you can remove that one too if he flurried. Wow. Or if he energy, like pick EE pin sign, zap something. So I love two of wands as a build around card. Well, we've had three in a row that are just yellows for me, like the, uh, yeah. which I'm, is what I'm arbitrarily highlighting is character cards that are truly worth playing and building around. Uh, hit characters, uh, hit characters of Battle Fury until your next turn, even if this card is not in play. This is one of the few cards that you can pull that is not even for your opponent. Sure. I mean, basically, Jubilee comes in. She hits two targets. Let's say one of them is Thanos and one of them is Sakari and Iron Man. I, I mean, I grant you, maybe it wouldn't be Sakari and Iron Man because he could maybe charge you. <laughs> that would be bad. But Thanos is dead in the water. Like, he's not doing anything. Uh, it's a really, really good team. Uh, and then they have to counter, but now they have a bunch of characters, the battle fury, obviously don't play this. If you're playing miles, miles West. Um, but in general, I mean, this could be, this could win you a game. This is uh, a top three card to me. Um, because if you go and and you you don't have, then like if your opponent is going first, they don't have, and they don't have this card, obviously it's not going to affect you. And then you go and you counterattack them. And now, I mean, let's say you hit their Jubilee. Jubilee kind of sucks with battle fury, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's skipping. This is a rare skip turn and that's a big fucking deal. And it's one that doesn't require you to actually have Battle Fury on any of your pieces. Yes, that is correct as well. So you don't have to build around it. You don't have to worry about your team. This like is this is one of the things where I was talking about with tarot cards, where you'll slam your fist on the table and be like, "I fucking lost to tarot cards." Um, so I will say, playing this card has a one turn of very high risk, where if you go second and flip it on your first turn, you're going to be pissed. If you go second, you flip on your first turn. Yeah, that is they are immune, and then they get to yeah. So very high. That is that is dangerous. And good thoughts, BJ. Uh, Today you're not as stupid as normal, or I'm on some pain medications. One of those two things is true. All right, four ones. When a character that can use exploit nations makes a close attack, after relations do one penetrating each opposing character adjacent to the target. Um, you know, I like this. I don't love it. But I mean, it's very good with Sky Tyrant again. A lot of, it makes Sky Tyrant quake for a lot. <laughs> yes, it's a lot. Sky Tyrant's quake is a lot quakier than it's ever quaked before. I see Sky Tyrant mixing back into the meta a little bit. It's just a personal opinion. I could be wrong on that. Um, but I think that Sky Tyrant is going to mix a little bit back in, especially on non-theme teams, because he is a very, very good attacker. And in my humble opinion, is very good against X-Men. 
and would almost have to be one of Jubilee's targets kind of thing. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, if Jubilee comes across the board and kills just Sky Tyrant, you know, they're going to kill something, right? Yep. Uh, but if they don't, you uh, that Sky Tyrant has a lot of options now. And uh, not, if it, most figure teams are, I mean, your scientist team wasn't particularly good against Sky Tyrant. It was a ga- meta gamble that there wasn't going to be a lot of Sky Tyrants. Yeah, I just had to make Tyrant miss. Like that was my only. That was my goal. Yeah, because otherwise he's hitting a lot of people. Oh yeah, but he does if have Tyrant. I probably just scoop it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but nobody played him. I don't think there was a single Sky Tyrant. Oh man. I think you actually might be right. Yeah. No, I saw a secret six. Pat Pat Frazier played secret six. Ah, uh, okay. All right. But yeah, which was a good call, by the way. I think that was a smart play by Patrick Frazier. Yeah. He was uh, all right. When a character that can use exploit weakness makes a close attack after resolutions, deal one penetrating damage. Um, this seems this doesn't seem yellow to me. I'm not I'm not as excited about this card as some of the other ones. How do you feel? Um, I think it's insane. Like, there's so many good things with exploit. There is like, just a little situational. Hogs. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, have it like, um. So Maggot Pog, Mimic, um, Sky Tyrant, Venom Wolverine. I think has it. Like, there's just a lot of good exploit. So it's one of those. Right. You don't play the exploit because you're playing this card, but you play this card if you're already playing the exploit. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, I, I view it as middle. I, I don't know. Um, when a character is in power, they also modify the attacker's attack by plus one. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, Devin mentioned says, wow, they can't not love peepers. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, peepers is a little better with this card. I don't know. It's it's not it's passive, right? Like it's very good yeah. if you have empowers, you want to play it. Great job. Uh, next one, ten of wands, and last one is plus two to plus two or plus, minus two for the first time you use perplex. Um, yeah, it's it's passive, right? It's it's passive. You have perplex, you want to play it. Go ahead. Unplayable, like. It's just as good for your opponent every time you pull it. Yeah. So I'd rather have something that may not everybody has perplex. I mean, not every team has perplex. Atari and Iron Man was the most represented piece. That's a good point. And he has it. So, and I think it's safe to assume he's going to be the best. The biggest piece at Worlds as well, or Mad Jim Jasper so, also has. I, I I do not think so. I think the most represented piece will be Jubilee. I think X Men will see a lot, a lot, a lot of play. Which which they also obviously have Perplex access. Yes, and then they do. Mad Jim has Perplex. Like, yep. I'll turn that one into uh, passive bad. Maybe I don't even have a category for it, but I'm probably not playing it. You're right. So let's yeah. look at this. So if we we're building a team. Uh, a card uh, card thing. Um, we have to pick one of the Major Arcana. I have, uh, of the ones that we put in Major Arcana, there is only one card that is, uh, we have, I have highlighted yellow, but let me, I might have missed one. So the Fool says characters can't use the effective equipment, which may be not the one you want to play. And well, then you might want this. Yeah. Uh, and then 
the devil, which we mentioned, if you have, if you have a lot of invincible. So right now, none of the, despite the fact that the major arcana in general are incredibly good and there's a lot of great ones, they're not out right now. So yep. you have to play one of five cards in your tarot deck that unless you're not using a lot of equipment kind of blows. You can just play the moon. Like yeah. just play the moon. If you don't want any of them, just play the one that doesn't ever help your opponent either. Yeah. Uh, there's also the once per turn, you may reroll a single D six in a friendly character's role. Um, I don't hate that. I think I like it a little bit more if you're going first than second. Um, it doesn't seem, you know, like that's really you play, you know, like, like PJ said, if you're going second and you play that and you pull this card on your turn, nothing in here though, makes me want to play, uh, tarot for reference nothing right. I would say, um a lot of these cards like especially the high priestess make black art better uh yeah sure leadership even if you do pull it on turn one so yeah there's nothing in here unless you're not playing equipments which if you are not playing equipments you're making that choice the fool is great i mean just game breakingly great all of like people i believe people have like three equipments hey pj for people at home that might want to know um if you can't use the effective equipment it still counts for destroyer though right yeah because they are still equipped you just can't use the effect it would also reset the duration on like emotional modifier yep they would have to reselect something yeah that's true Oh, um, so, all right. So you don't have much there. That's great. Ace. Uh, so pentacles, what we have is the ace, which is okay. It basically allows you to reroll a flurry. You have the seven, which is fantastic, which says characters can't use improved movement abilities. Characters that can use plasticity have free move at half speed. That's amazing. Um, that you have the sidestep one, which is one of, which is obviously PJ's favorite passive thing. Uh, yeah, I love this card. <laughs> but right now, none of those make me say I want to play tarot. So two of your cards are mediocre, um, except for the improved movements one. Actually, that you know what? I take that back. That would make if I have the right team, that could make me want to play tarot. If I'm playing tarot plus Rocket Raccoon plus Deadpool, you're kind of fucked for a turn. Right. So like if I pull the seven of pentacles, you're not next to me. You're not going to be able to run up. You're not going to be able to take away my uh, my anything. You're basically unless you're playing Molecule Man or um, there's only three characters that you can be playing Molecule Man, uh, Jubilee. No, Mr. Fantastic would have to get too close. So he wouldn't do it. So just those yeah. two. Well, you, Mr. Fantastic could do it because you could up his range. Uh, oh, I don't think it's within range. I think it's specified. It, nope, it's within range. Okay, and Mister Fantastic. So those are three ways around it to be able to shoot me. But well, in literally anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can smoke cloud over water. That's right. That's yeah. right. But nobody's playing something that can use smoke cloud. So, yeah. but it's bad. Like it's a good. It's a good thing. So maybe that's worth playing tarot. It has a lot of potentials where people can be really fucked. Um, so, uh, okay. Then we have when a character uses sidestep. I uh, know, sorry. Uh, swords. I have, okay, six of swords, the incapacity, printed damage, nine of swords, the precision strike. 
Um, even with those, I don't know if I, I don't know if I play tarot for them. You're just fine flipping those whenever they happen. That's how I kind of feel too. Uh, but it w- is advantageous. Like there's advantageousness to that. Like, you know, if I'm trying to go for my big attack and I want to do precision strike energy explosion on your team with fucking uh, um, anybody, really, that would be huge. Right. If I get it at the right time. Um, yeah. So now we're into cups. Cups have far and away the most. Uh, the character taken, uh, so they have the Thanos card within Voln, but I don't feel like Thanos, I don't think Thanos is worth playing tarot with. So I'll pass on that. Queen of Cups is definitely a tarot card. That's 100%. Ace of Cups is not worth playing tarot for. I think I just simply wouldn't play it uh, as opposed to like making that choice. And then the mastermind one, if you're playing that, yes, that could be worth playing tarot for because you can get that. I I think any time that this flips, you're fine because you can just adjust your positioning accordingly. You can make it your. I don't think that you need this at any Well, let's say you're going, let's say you're playing non theme, you're going second, and you have a mastermind piece that they could kill. You know, now you have a 33% chance that you're drawing it. At the right time, I guess. Sure, but like you could just draw Queen of Cups and probably it'd be fine. That's true. Yeah, it, it makes me just feel like I'm playing, probably playing Queen of Cups over this most of the time. This needs uh, to be something that has like Mastermind is pretty much your only out. Like, I do like it with Emperor Gladiator. I, I like it with Blackheart. But I'm not sure that I like it much otherwise. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's mastermind, but not a ton of it that makes sense with this. The most common mastermind is Lockjaw, I believe. Um, all right, Queen uh, King of Wands. So now we're in Wands. Characters of leadership. This is nice. Not worth playing tarot though. Uh, Queen of Wands. Uh, when a character rolls for an effect using a single d6, increase the result by one. Probably not worth playing tarot for. Uh, when a character. Uh, damage the opposing character's attack after resolutions, remove an action token, definitely not. Two of Wands, though, is. Hit characters have Battle Fury until your next turn. You know, I actually disagree with you about the King. I think that's worth... And worth Tarot? Yeah. I mean, which yeah. one are you playing, though, over it? Are well, you it depends on the rest of the build, right? But, like... I, you, you, yeah, if you hit it the right time, it's great. If your tyrant is going to two tokens that turn, you want to see that card. Um, yeah. Like if you charge and you know you're going to two tokens, instead you're going to zero. That is a much different situation. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. That's true. So if I was to build a deck this minute based just generically on defense, right? Um, and using Tarot's ability, uh, which is in largely one of the biggest parts of me trying to t- talk about this and figure this out. There are essentially three cards that I think are essentially worth it for Tarot, in my opinion, generically. And one is Queen of Cups. Uh, one is um, the Precision Strike one for attacking. And then the other one is the Battle Fury card. 
if you were consistently flipping at the right time between those three cards, you could definitely be doing some amazing stuff. Sure. Um, so the question is like, are you, you're playing X-Men PJ. Are you considering playing tarot? No, not even remotely. Remotely, because you don't think these cards are good enough to have at a certain time. So I think it's more of the team doesn't have room to play something that's middle of the road. In the game, she doesn't do enough. In She's the- not good every turn. She, uh, when you're comparing her to like Venom Magneto or Peeper or uh, a Maggot, or like there's a lot of things in her point range that she is just not better than. I, I think the problem is you have to assert her with a well-timed card too. That's what I'm saying. Like, because even though you're seeing two out of your five, you still have a statistical, you're still statistically unlikely to see the one that you want on turn one. Yeah. I mean, you get the worst one out of the way. I think it's like, you can't play two of wands without her, right? Like you just can't. Uh, I don't know. I think I disagree with that. All right, let's say you're a plus nine. Have you ever lost map, PJ, against a team with less teams than you? Literally never. Literally zero times. Okay, fair enough. So uh, if you pulled that, you were going second. You were losing that game as scientist. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, that would be devastating. I'm not going to go out there. Most of my charges, like, I wouldn't really care. I don't know. I think if I hit your entire team for, well, you built your team a little bit better for Battle of Fury than most, but I was going to say, like, if somebody hits my team, my team's probably just dead. Like, oh, that's true. Scientist, yeah, scientist is a bad example, but uh, you know, if you hit that in the wrong time, it could be devastating. Uh, They could hit your jubilee, and now your jubilee. If I'm going second, I don't have a jubilee. Oh, really? they're not going to take me to other world. (laughs) Uh, If they have Jubilee, they might. Maybe. But I I think at the same time, a lot of like Mimic is a threat either way. Iceman is a threat with or without Battle Fury. They don't care. Doesn't he have a running shot to start? Yeah, but he just has to move through someone to make a close attack to lock them down. Like He can attack without running shot just fine. I think it's very, very good. I think it's incredible. It is, it is very good, but like I'm not that worried about it. Um, if I flip it at the wrong time, but because if I flip it on any turn that isn't turn one, I can running shot pulse wave their whole team and give them all battle fury. Uh, yeah, that's true. Which and is no. upside way outweighs the downside. Um, uh, that being said, I'm still not playing this card. But I, I so what's missing in this to me that really needed to have uh tarot for me to be like a guarantee. Uh, I needed the card that says you can't use improved targeting. Oh, right, that was the card that was really like flipping between improved targeting, battle fury, um, and improve. Uh, what's that? That was the stealth card, right? Stealth, yes. Like no improved targeting, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I forgot to mention Seven of Pentacles with improved movement. I do think that that's very good. Yeah. Um, also, they they really did word this. Did they really put free move at half speed? Uh, yeah. That's a weird way to put that. 
Why? To be free move. That's literally how charge is worded. Free move half or it's cl- or power move half speed. Like so do you so just to clarify, if you pick pick the free option, can you only move at half your speed? <laughs> it would be it would be replaced and modified. So you would be like Sakari and Iron Man with two objects would go seven. I get what you're saying, but just hypothetically, if I was a new player, I would be like, why would I want to be only allowed to move half my speed? It's just a bad, it should be like free move half your speed, not move at half your speed. Anyway, it's not important. Um, But basically I, it's very close for tarot. And I guess you don't have to make a firm commitment because of X-Men, but it does allow you to play dangerous cards. As you know, PJ mentioned, if you're going second, some of these cards are real dangerous. Um, and also, like, not for nothing, the can't use improved movement thing is might be very hard for you to play uh, personally. Like, if you get that at the wrong time for your alpha strike, that could fuck you up, couldn't it? Yeah, it just depends is really what it does. It just literally kind of depends, which is what Tarot says, like the chance of getting two things. I do think the Battle Fury thing is really good on a first turn or a second turn, technically. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Certain teams and, will be able to abuse it and certain teams will just lose to it. Yeah. But you have to knowing that, right? You have to know. What happens if my team all like gets Battle Fury? How fucked am I? And <laughs> something you have to kind of think about too when building a team now is like these cards. But I do think that what will happen is a lot of people not playing tarot will literally, you know, be like, "Well, okay, I uh, guess I don't have." Um, you know, if you're not playing tarot, you'll you're probably going to choose to not play some of these cards because you real it's hard to have a story about the time your own tarot deck fucked you. <laughs> yeah, I was, going, I was I was going first and I my bat my own battle fury card came up, gave my own team battle fury, and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but there are situations where, like you said, with the Queen of Cups, where it's like I was getting ready to alpha and I flipped the Queen of Cups. But to me, that means you built wrong. <laughs> Either yeah. you shouldn't have or your team was built incorrectly if you really wanted the queen exactly this allows you to play queen of cups as purely defensive uh or skip it right move to the next thing there's also by the way nothing that says you won't draw the two cards you really want and then the next time you'll end up with you know the fucking fool or whatever and this i would think that if you are playing tarot you might want to highly consider not playing a lot of equipments because the fool is really really good if you're not and that brings it up to legit like four cards in your deck that timed right would be just well i also don't hate playing a six <laughs> card with tarot um it doesn't change things too much i guess it, it you're guaranteed to get your by your third turn you're guaranteed to get your first card you pulled or that you put aside correct and if you um, play six cards you're not right so that's so you start uh, doing your you start knowing the order of your deck by turn like you you'll know that you're what you're getting turn three but uh in turn one um so really only turn two is the next surprise and then you know exactly what cards you're getting from there on out so that's why i like five 
but if you're playing tarot, yeah. I mean, if you feel like, my God, these two cards and these same things are so great, I have to do it. But I don't yeah, know. like that sheet, playing tarot is the only way that I would ever go above five cards. Yes, that's fair. I really like the idea of knowing that I might get like, let's say, let's say a pull battle fury turn one, which would be the number one, play, <laughs> the number one reason to high five myself. if I played tarot, right? I also want to note that we're at a level for hero clicks. The figure we're talking about that we're like, God, this is very expensive is 30 fucking points. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like there's just so many characters that do so much. And I, and I have to agree with you, but like 30 points used to be like, yeah, just include her. It's fine. And now it's like, I don't know. She doesn't make a new character. She doesn't give me leadership. She doesn't give me an extra outwit. She doesn't allow my characters to also attack. She doesn't give me police team. She doesn't. It's like, it's like crazy. But. Yep. yep. Indeed. Uh, do you think her and Saturnine are worth uh, playing together? Or do you think uh, like, I know we're not probably playing Saturnine, but do you think that will be really powerful at that uh, time? You have 78 cards. Um, I don't think it will be 65 points, but she's really good. She is really good. Uh, Lucas and I, I talked about her last I episode. Like, I don't feel like any of the cards are that good. It's fair. Because that's, you know, a good chunk of your build. And do they even share a keyword? Like, can you even do it on theme? Or are you stuck off theme? I'm pretty sure they don't. Um, are you stuck? I'm sorry, am I stuck off theme for tarot? What did you say? For, for tarot and Saturn. And like, uh, oh, you're stuck off theme, I believe. Yeah, so like I don't know, maybe if they were both X Men, and then I could like if I want that effect, cool. I think Saturnine is playable even without the side card thing. Just putting it out there, I think she's she's not Venom Magneto, but she's that 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 global effect of minus one to your t- uh, that global effect of after the roll is decided, I minus one to it or plus one. That I think is she's, uh, that's Q level good to me, in my opinion. Well, and she has TK that removes tokens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes. Yes. And with an eight range and stuff. So like targets is not nothing. I wish she had like in cap or mind control top dial. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything you can give her. I don't know if you would give her anything because you likely want to TK her first turn or she's taking an object to you kind of thing. I just yeah. think you leave her in the back and that plus one minus one is basically Q level to me. It forces your opponents to reroll stuff. They wouldn't reroll because she's going to make you miss. And that's devastating. So, um, it's kind in a different way. It's kind of like minusing one to the defense of every character on their team and plusing one to your team. Uh, it's a different way to look at it, but it, either way you look at it is fucking amazing. Doesn't need anything. She can be on cl- square one. You could be on square twenty four, and she can use it. Yep. She is mystical and ruler too. It's not not for yeah, nothing. And yeah, Excalibur and stuff like that. Um, so. Um, anyway, I, I really think she's great. Um, yeah, you can't swap her or whatever, but I like her and she's cosmic mystics. So I just, I don't know. Um, I think worth the points. I just don't think right. that tarot is, and especially trying to play them together for the tarot card effects, I don't think is worth 65. Probably, probably not. I'm more inclined just to play Saturnine 
um, for the tarot effects. However, upon looking at this, I have cho- I'm choosing the direction to say I'm going to look at playing tarot as a start to my build right now. Uh, because I do think there is just enough, but I think it is just barely. I really wish that stealth card was in there because it would make this a very easy decision in part because she fucking has stealth. And if nobody can see through stealth and all of them can move six for free, that's just really fucking good. That's just really good. I mean, fuck that's, that's really, really good. I think that you know, but I love two of the powers. I, right now, I'm leaning towards non-themed, but X-Men plus um, Sakarian Iron Man, and kind of building from there with like you know an X-Men swap enough where I could put in Jubilee, I could put in Deadpool, and I could put in one other character that I'm not thinking of right now, um, and that kind of thing. Like a little bit of a swap, a little bit of a swappy swap for a few different circumstances. Because yeah, if you're not playing swap, your sidelines worthless pretty much other than if you're playing mad jim jaspers which right. Right now personally i am not playing mad jim jaspers uh one because i think that you're not going to be rely on relying on barrier right now sorry just my personal opinion i don't think people rely on barrier um because i think jubilee is going to be too goddamn present um and molecule man i think one or the other is going to happen so i think mad jim jaspers loses on that and if Matt, if everybody's playing Mad Jim Jaspers, then Destroyer is king. Right? And I would rather have the uh, like, yes, you could Mad Jim Jaspers is the best figure in this set. Yes, he is one of the best figures ever made. But I think I would still rather have Destroyer in this exact circumstance. Uh, oh, yeah. in the in this exact modern right now I mean, uh, that, that under that assumption I uh, am gonna be testing without mimic on x-men yeah so I can have destroyer I mean destroyer wins games destroyer wins games straight away no other way to say it destroyer has won pro- probably one in ten games since he's been out he wins games and you can't do much about him people are always like well I'll handle him you can't and you can't prepare to handle him. He ends up in your side. He ends up in your, your end of the board when you have been out action because you can't prepare for what opponent randomly rolls. Yep. So, uh, you know, how often does he come in on click one? How often does he you do you have two flurry attacks and you're like, oh, he's definitely coming in. Then he doesn't come in. And then you attack again with your fourth action because what are you going to do? Pass. Um, and then he comes in and you're like, fuck. And he hits you for five or whatever, which kills a lot of characters. So or hits yes. you for something. All right. That is it for our show. I really hope you uh, liked uh, our tarot card thing. And I hope you enjoyed me giving PJ shit about losing to me once again. He so yeah. commonly does. It's absolutely amazing. Shocking the record that I have against PJ. Shocking it is. And you know, I just realized like, that you what? finished one spot ahead of me. And I always finish one spot ahead of you. Like I made the cut. <laughs> I made the cut. And also the the that one time at uh Newmark's event, I beat you both times and you fucking had somebody you had Flash or some shit and I had two Harley Quinns. So fuck off. Hey. Uh, fuck. Uh, I can't control all my teammates' actions. <laughs> uh, 
I beat you. I can't, I can't beat people on the other tables too. All right. That's it for our show guys. Thanks a lot. This is Scott and PJ reminding you that if you're not playing competitively, you might as well be playing with yourself. Good night. Good night. Podcast, just turn it.